0: hi i'm samuel broden an advocate for all things childhood and welcome to honoring childhood the podcast where we have candid and casual conversations on childhood let's dive in Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Honoring Childhood, the podcast. I am so glad you are with us for this very special conversation with my friend Christina Stewart. Hi, Christina.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank
0: you. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do?
1: Um, Okay. Um, So, my name is Christina. Um, I live in Ventura, California. Um, I feel like I have worked with children since forever, um, but formally (laughs) I have been at my center for um, celebrating 13 years this year, Um, but my background, yeah, my background is in early child development as well as child and family services, so a little bit of like the parent education side of it as well as the child development side of it, so.
0: That's awesome. No, we, I love that. I love that so much. I, I always feel like sometimes we forget about the parents and the families when we're working so much with the children, you know, we forget, you know, a huge part of our work is also working uh, with them and for them. And so I always love um, to be able to kind of hear other people uh, think the same way. Cause it's very, very important for sure.
1: I think in my journey, I have learned that the partnership with the, um, Parents and caregivers is so important, and you know, it it helps understand the the child as just mm-hmm. more more deeply, and and it eases parents and caregivers when um, you have to have hard conversations. When there isn't that yes. line of communication and that line of that that trust, it it just makes those uh, harder conversations. More difficult and challenging, um, so it's it's something that I have learned through, tri- you know, trials and tribulations, and and mm-hmm. have built, um, trying to make sure that that is something that is very well established within my classroom.
0: And that's that's so true because I say that so often when I talk about how important it is to partner with these, these children's parents and their families and everyone that's involved in their lives, you know, because those tough conversations are going to end up happening at some point in the time that you have these children with you, right? There's going to be something that comes up that might be a little bit tough to talk about. And I'm telling you right now, the conversation goes so much smoother when you've already built that relationship with the family, right? Absolutely. Because it's like if I if you and I never built a relationship and then I came to you and I was like, well, listen, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. You're going to be totally turned off from this conversation because it's like, you don't even know who the other person is. Yeah. But when we've built that, it, that trust is there, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of times I feel like we we can forget too that, you know, the, the parents and the families are looking to us as the experts and they might not outwardly say like, please tell me some stuff about how my child is developing but they really are they're looking for they're looking for that information they're looking for that connection and it can be super easy to to put that on the back burner especially when we're spending so much time you know with the children and focusing on them but um, no I think that is definitely a very important piece of the work that we do yeah.
1: I mean I feel like uh, to be a parent in this day and age I, I think about it often I don't have I always say I, I rent children until five thirty, and then I give them back? Um, but I don't have any <laughs> children of my own personally, and so. But I, um, I, I think about it a lot of just how um, challenging it is to raise children in the world of information, and I say that oh, yes. I because there's so yeah. ways and outlets, and and I think parents. Can get overwhelmed and and I you know I'm like your pediatrician if you have a good relationship with them and and the their their educator because we usually have a, a wide a, a big pot of of helpful resources and can at least steer yes. us down a, a direction that makes more sense rather than you know Googling tantrums no, and, and what man. that can or, or and and potty training in three days is a big hot button for my world because it's just no one accomplishes things in three days and, and it's just yes interesting. but, but <laughs> if you don't have that relationship and and know that you can come to your child's teacher and say i need mm-hmm. help or or how to you know how to navigate this it is the internet and it just is such a wide range of terrible information and really good resources. Yes. Yes.
0: That is, and I, I hadn't really thought too much about that, but you're right. Because I mean, just doing anything I feel like in this world that we're in now is already like 10 times more difficult than it's ever been. Right. It's just like this, like, I, I've been saying this so much lately, but it's like this collective trauma that we're all going through over the last three years of just everything that's happened, right? And so then adding on to that, like, oh, I also have to raise a child. Oh, I also have to figure out these things, you know, and then there is so much not great information out there. And and it it is important for us to be able to to give that space to the parents and the yeah. families as well. So I definitely think that is such a huge piece. Um, yeah. Um, so I heard that. Well, I didn't hear. You told me, but um, <laughs> that um, potty readiness is a big is a big part of of your your work and, and what yeah. you do.
1: I mean, I guess I should have in my intro, given the age group that I work with. So in my center, I work <laughs> um, with two to three and a half year olds. And so
0: um, oh, part then, yeah. of
1: the journey in my room is is helping children um, learn how to use the potty. And um, yeah. man, it's a journey. And, and again, it has definitely <laughs> been a, a huge learning curve of um, mm-hmm. Finding resources, talking through things, going against admin when I felt like it didn't feel right, and mm-hmm. and pushing mm-hmm. back because um, part of our job also is advocating for for our littles in our space and making yes. sure that we are practicing what we preach on every mm-hmm. area of development. So within that, you know, I think, um, oh yeah, man. Uh, toilet, it's a process and, and coaching parents and caregivers and helping them understand that is is where that line of communication, that relationship building is so important because when that doesn't happen, you get the parent that's like, mm-hmm. I read a book. It said I could train my child in three days and now they're in underwear and this poor child was not, is <laughs> not ready. And, and, yeah. and. and It just, yeah, there's a ripple effect. And so I um, have been working with our infant teacher teams um, and Mm. on on how to start this conversation in the infant programs so that Mm -hmm. it isn't um, brand new information and kind of just kind of streamline that process of of what it means to have your child learn how to use the potty.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it can, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, in the time that I've worked with kids, like I've worked with all ages, and I'll tell you like that is, it is, it can be very frustrating for everybody involved, child included. Um, but I always find it interesting that, at least in my experience, I feel like the parents that I've worked with have always kind of been under that impression of like, oh, this is this is going to be something, we're just going to get this done over the weekend and it's going to be done and they're going to come here and it's going to be all done. Uh, yeah. um, and so I'd be interested to hear from you kind of like what what your experiences is in terms of what the families are expecting or thinking is going to happen and then kind of what actually happens and how you navigate those conversations with them.
1: So I really, it's it's part of, if a child is transitioning into my classroom um, or if a child is starting in my room, it is probably the second thing I talk about because I, you know, again, depending on where families are getting their information, there's that conversation that starts within their families or grandparents of like, you know, mm-hmm. they're two, they're ready. You know, it's time for them to get onto right. the body. and So the piece about, <clears throat> the infant caregiver side of it is that, you know, I, that's mm-hmm. like the groundwork of, of building. It's, it's such an intimate process when you're changing uh-huh. a diaper and talking through it.
0: Totally.
1: A side note, I, one of my center pulls a lot from, from Rye um, and that respectful interaction piece mm-hmm. and <clears throat> which I feel like should be in, in every philosophy, but that's another, but yes, um yes. <laughs> of, of oh, I love that. talking through what you're doing that even uh-huh. at, in infancy, it's so important to say, I'm going to pick your body up. And I have the, you know, the yes. tables ready. And like, here's your diaper. And the, mm-hmm. I have a cold wipe. It's, it's going to feel cold. Like, Oh, your body, you know, I told you, like, you felt yep. that it's cold, you know, <laughs> and it seems yes, like, yes. like um, you know, I, I think, on the outside, it can look like this. Seems like you're talking for no reason other than to talking, about, right, right. But it's respecting this little human being and and mm-hmm. building that. Like I see that this is a um, very intimate, and you're inviting me into this. Yes. And thank you. And yes, so, yes. when that groundwork is started in the infancy program, it it allows the transition into understanding in the world of two it is they are very much awakening up to like Mm -hmm. i my body is now doing something like i'm pooping or they or they go and hide because they're realizing like i i can't just sit out i mean depending wide range of kids because every child is different, but you know, you have the kid yeah. that is at the table and wanting direct eye contact while they're, they're pooping. And you're like, all right. And then you yes, have the yes. ones that go and hide. And, but, but understanding yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that those conversations are important to have, like understanding what your body is mm-hmm. doing is so valuable on, on a grand scale, but, but specifically when they're starting to wake up to this process of learning how to use the potty. And Mm -hmm. all that entails with that. So in conversations with parents, I try to reiterate and emphasize that piece of it, of that and the process that there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that a child has to um, get to in order for them to be fully ready to shift into the world of how to use the potty, you know, like. Yes, trying to get leggings on and off a diaper is really hard. And so oh, if uh, a child is not good. able to do that, then their their body is physically not ready. Or if they mm-hmm. can't, if they haven't figured out how to balance with their pants mm-hmm. around their ankles and step on a step stool and then step onto a potty, yeah. like all of that is like mm-hmm. so intricate into that process. And like, I mean, really, I feel like, so our process is, With wet diapers, once a child is comfortable in our room, we have three potties, all kidney size. And so, you know, we work through like when I'm in the bathroom first, you know, I pull my pants down and then, you know, Mm -hmm. figuring out where their diaper tabs are and and then offer like, do you want to sit on the potty? And a lot of times it is taking a corner, a, a piece of toilet paper, dropping it into the potty and flushing it. And that's all they want to do 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 with it but Mm -hmm. it is part of it and um yeah it it it's so interesting and amazing and I always feel like the peer influence of potty use especially you know especially in a child development preschool setting Uh is so valuable um like I know I play a role in it but I do feel like the peer influence is very
0: magical yes it It totally (laughs) is And I really loved what you were talking about when you were talking about the infant program and kind of just even just that conversation piece, because it's one of those things where diaper changes and toileting are just kind of those routine things that sometimes just become like, oh, God, we have to do it again or, oh, God, he needs a diaper change or whatever it is. But that's such a great time, not only for like you were saying, like, it's such a personal and intimate time that you're involved, that you're in with this child, but it's also just such a great time for just organic conversation with them Absolutely. because you're, it's literally just one-on-one. Right. And I see so often when that process just becomes just very mundane and very like, just, ugh, I don't want to really do it anymore, but it's like, you're missing such a great just such a great experience for you and that child to have in general together. But then you're missing the, like you were saying, these important pieces that are going to help them um, get moving towards being able to use the toilet and understanding what their body is doing and things like that. And then even when they are in that process and you're in the bathroom with them and they're going on the toilet and they're deciding whether or not to do it, like those conversations are important too. um, Because I mean, yeah, they spend so I mean, they spend more of their time with us usually, Mm -hmm. and this is such a huge part of their development and such a huge part of, I mean, it's something they're going to do forever. Right. Right. And (laughs) we're there to kind of guide them through those beginning phases. And so I feel like kind of just acknowledging a little bit more just how precious and important those seemingly mundane things can, can be.
1: And uh, yes, I love, I mean, really like it, there are days that I feel like I was in the bathroom the whole entire day, but also Mm -hmm. the conversations and the things that, you know, happen, like it's, it is, it really is such a, and so with new teachers and, and really, you know, with parents too, like this rush of, of, okay, like let's get to the next diaper and, and like, let me just help you pull your pants up. And, and in those moments that child no longer like, they lose that self-confidence of, and, can, mm-hmm. you know, like, I can do it by myself. And and the rush of our job is to sit and wait. That is what we get paid to do yes. and embrace the slow. Yes. And, yes. and, of course, everyone has days where that feels like you want to just scream. But it is also There's... the adult's responsibility to say, tap out. I, I need to walk away. Like, I can't do diapers today. Yep. Like... Or this particular child is just doesn't want to pull their pants up when I need them to pull their pants up. And so it is on adults to understand when we have reached that point to step Mm -hmm. away and tap out and Mm -hmm. and acknowledge it of just like, you know, like you don't wanna you don't it's it's looking like you don't want me to help you. So this teacher is available or this teacher is available.
0: Right, uh-huh, uh-huh, and that, I mean that can be like so difficult, especially when we're working with that kind of age group of children where we really are wanting them to be independent and we're really wanting yeah. them to do these things on their own, but sometimes it's just like, oh like, how well, long am I gonna world, sit here? Oh it? yes,
1: the world if I do it, and you're like, yes, yes, you can, and then they're like, and then and yeah. then that struggle, but and I always think I'm like, how would it be if we never evolved or like learned some of these skills? Like, you know, if like mm-hmm. you know, like I you are you will forever sit on the floor to pull, put your pants on. Like that Yes, is
0: exactly. It
1: <laughs> or and and I just I always try to like remember like man, once once upon a time we were all there. We were all there and and yep. hopefully we had adults in our life that, that allowed us to sit and wait, because yes, I mean, oh my gosh, again, there are days where I am just like, I can't be in the bathroom today. Like I really just like yeah. whatever 20 other things were happening in my world. Like I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to offer yeah. that. And also it, you know, at the end of the day, reflecting on like, man, I, I rushed potty time because I mm-hmm. wanted to get my classroom cleaned up. So that I could maybe sneak out a little bit early, and and yeah, totally, and so you know I'm like ugh tomorrow, resetting tomorrow because again yes. like children they you know they all learn at a different pace and so I, that embracing the slow is always easier said than done but really trying to find remind and and just
0: mm-hmm.
1: sit and wait. <laughs>
0: And I mean, that's re- I mean, that's really kind of what so much of our work is about is about, because it's like, we're with these children all day, every day. There are going to be days when we're super frustrated. There's going to be days when things aren't working, right? But it's like, even in those conversations with the children, right? Like, okay, I can see that maybe you don't need my help. I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. I need to take some time. We're going to see who else can help you. Yeah. Even just having those conversations, those are such important things for the children to hear adults saying and expressing your emotions to them and letting them know how you're feeling, how's it going, what's going on, um, is just such, again, another great piece of this like intimate time that we, that we, that we have with them that sometimes it's like, I mean, yeah, of course, it'd be way easier if I just pulled everyone's pants up and put everyone's yeah. shoes on myself and then we could get outside, right? Yeah. But the end goal is that they do it themselves. And the more that I do it for them, the more I'm showing them that they can't or, you know, just all of that. It's yeah. the, what you're going to get at the end of it is going to be worth it because you won't have to do it. You won't have to do any of those things.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I always find that really interesting and I love just, I mean, it's, it's all about those conversations with them. Um, and I just think that that's really great to be able to kind of, and then of course that kind of, step back in that self-reflection is important too in everything that we do, because it's like literally every day there's probably something like i come home and I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have said yeah. that, or I shouldn't have done that that way. Or I sh-, You know? And it's like, that's just how it is. But the important thing is, is that we're, you know, we're recognizing those things. And like you said, we're saying, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go in and I'm going to try this or I'm going to do this. Um, and even that, that in itself is a, is a really great thing for yeah. the children to, to witness, you know? Yeah. Um So let's say that you like have a family who wants their child to do all these things and wants them to do them all by themselves. But the families are just like, no, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't like give them the time to do it themselves. I can't do this. What would like, what would your like just few pieces of advice be just in general for families that are kind of starting this process. And then for those times when it just feels like, ugh. I cannot do this.
1: So I feel when two is such an interest, it's like such an interesting shift for parents because for the first two years of their life, they were so dependent on their caregiver, you know, because they needed Mm -hmm. help with, with sitting up and being held and eating. and, And then, you know, toddler. And then into two, it's like this really big shift and burst in development. Like, they're they're talking and they are put, you know challenging limits and boundaries and and mm-hmm. and having opinions on things and and then and vocalizing and so i feel and and are also and are wanting to do more and so i feel like for parents and caregivers it's really hard it's like a an emotional like shift for them to mm-hmm. get back and and allow the child to take the lead. And with potty, children really need to take the lead on it because you cannot force a child. You cannot force anybody to sit on the potty and pee. Yep. <laughs> Even as an adult, you cannot bring someone into yep. the bathroom and sit down and you are going to go potty like mm-hmm. I, I when a child like learns how to control it, it it you know, you have you have to s- step back and allow them to take that lead. So I try to really um, be aware and um, understanding of parents also shifting into this new role as parents with a child that's Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. more capable. And so um, really trying to, again, so we have parent check-ins like at 20, like when they first come into our room and then because of the world of potty readiness and mm-hmm. um it's kind of an ongoing conversation of, you know, oh your child like they'll get a message like, your child's out on the potty today and right. uh-huh. um and then um as we start seeing more signs of like physical like they're able to get on and off and they're noticing mm-hmm. or they're really interested in like taking their diaper off and that whole process or or, or wanting to yeah. look at their diaper. Um, uh-huh. having those conversations with parents of just, you know, your child is starting to um, have an interest in this process. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, these are some things at home that you can support and, and help with it, like reading a book, having them come into the bathroom with you before bath time, you know, helping like kind of modeling what we do at school as, as far as allowing them to take their diaper on and off, off through the toilet, mm-hmm do not re if they say no cool let's get into the potty if or let's get into the bathtub um mm-hmm. you know like it's always this check and balance of you know allowing them to flush the toilet and california we're now out of a drought i think currently with all of this crazy <laughs> weather but you know it's like yeah. you know, how many times are you gonna have a you know let them flush the toilet and mm-hmm. but again like within that of like allowing that like okay like we're gonna try using the potty like um, we're going to put toilet paper in, like giving them the information so that they're not like, it's not a surprise that a child is like, I push this down and the water goes away. And then the water comes yeah. back up and I push, you know, it's like, how amazing <laughs> is that? At two years old, that's like mm-hmm. so crazy of like cause and effect. Totally. It's just like, or oh, yeah. like I dunk this toilet paper in the toilet and then it like sticks on the wall. Like, you know, it's, yes, just, yes. it's this whole <laughs> discovery piece of it. And so again obviously allowing like having some you know limits and and what you're truly capable of um understanding like okay like for my world i'm like go for it like the sinks right here whatever like Mm -hmm. flush you know but as as it's, it's different in a household. And I think that there has to be some understanding of that world too, of like, there might be two other no. kids and a dog and dinner being ready. And so they may not have yeah, totally. that capacity, which is why I feel like the beauty of having a child in care, you know, cause that's our world. So, um, yes. yeah, I feel, you know, a lot of coaching, a lot of conversations with mm-hmm. parents. I really try to reiterate that it is a process and it's going to take some time and we're, you know, our, these are the next things that we're going to look for. And when that child needs mm-hmm. those milestones, then we'll have another conversation about offering diaper free weekends and and children, yeah. um, you know, having the opportunity to like, you know, whoa, like I'm peeing right now, like, and there's nothing to cover. Yeah. Me uh-huh. up. You know, like, whoa.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know, I,
1: I, um, I've also, you know, I've had parents that I think are just super, um, afraid of the of this process and what it looks like and the idea of and they're Mm -hmm. like well what if they poop on the floor i'm like you're gonna clean up poop on the floor like it just it's part of the process like yeah being you know going poop Uh on the potty is always the last to shift because there again Mm -hmm. there's this whole a child has to have this i feel like another awakening of their body of like instead of like yes. bracing myself on the table or hiding under the table or hiding behind the couch, mm-hmm. like I have to sit and my feet have to be in a certain, sur- you know, like they, it's a whole, mm-hmm. you know, they have to connect it all. And, and which is mm-hmm. so incredible, but also, you know, at, you, you just might have to pick up poop in the Hobbit house <laughs> on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> at four 30.
0: Yeah. Yes. That is so, so you know, um. <laughs> ha- I'm interested, too, because this happened recently for me. Um, Have you ever had, like, parents of a child who is, quote, unquote, behind on toilet training? And they, in my experience, they have a very, like, this sense of, like, guilt or the sense of, like, something is wrong. And it seems like they're always looking for, oh, something, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Something's wrong. I need to take him to the doctor. I need to do this. Um, have you ever experienced things like that?
1: Oh yes I mean I the other piece where I just always like have a very deep empathy for parents is the comparison like it's so hard and especially in a group care setting to like see children that are further along in certain areas mm-hmm. of development I mean we as educators like see I think the whole like the whole picture of like and know that. Right when a child is excelling in two or three areas, they may not be as Mm -hmm. high, you know, accelerated in the, in other areas, but that it doesn't necessarily mean delayed. And obviously like through screenings and, and, and conversations and just, you know, that those conversations will happen if it's like back to back, like, okay, like Mm -hmm. there's been a significant amount of time and this child still is not where they should be at with their yeah, expressive yeah. language. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, and again, the last three years have been um, crazy. And you oh, know, yeah. we are all. I mean, for my world, I'm. It's I'm getting pandemic babies, and it's been really yep. interesting to see how they have. You know, like a lot. I would say about a handful of my kids who. Came in to my center, and they were not in the infant program. Um, their personal social is they're they're very oh, yeah. aware mm-hmm. of um, crowds and and loud noises, and even their mm-hmm. their um, their how they play and and you know like parallel versus you know it's it's very mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they they very much want to stay in a I'll watch you, but I I'm not sure how to integrate into your.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. So,
1: uh-huh. Um, but, and then also language and, and again, the supporting of, of, um, parents and, and caregivers at home of language develop you know, language delay isn't not, you know, I feel like it's of the delays, it's pretty typical. And, and with early intervention, mm-hmm. it tends to shift pretty quickly into a child like will catch up. Um, but, um, Yeah, that parents feel they're like, you know, working from home and having a newborn baby and maybe I didn't talk to them as much. And and I'm like, you know, it it is a lot of reeling parents back in of um, giving them grace and and compassion of like. Uh, again, going back, it's a bit. It's a manual that is not well written and and not ever. It, it's it's ongoing. It it evolves and, yes. and as these new things come in and 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 alternative ways and also you know understanding childhood trauma, mm-hmm. childhood you know things that um, you know why wi- old wives' tales. You know, like there's so much that yeah, totally. that parents bring oh, in, yeah. un- knowing and unknowingly. And so, ugh, yeah, it, I, I mean, we, we use ASQ, which I'm not a huge mm-hmm. fan of, but it is a very basic and, and very clear um, way to screen a child. And so, and I think yeah. parents can connect with it. I feel like a lot of pediatricians use it during at like two-year-old checkups. And so I feel like mm-hmm. having these tools to offer parents and kind of like, it's, it's okay. It's okay that your child doesn't like art right now. Like it's just not their thing. They drive. They'll they'll do a drive by with a dip dip it in the paint and just walk by, and that's all they do. But that kid can climb up a dome climber and swing down like no other two year old I've ever seen, which is crazy. I'm like, so it's like Mm -hmm. really trying to reiterate that all children develop differently, and and focus. You know, like we all like I. You know, I like music more than i like painting because and yep. it's yep. just that's how i feel like exactly. i have been that way my whole life like i will listen mm-hmm. to music and fiddle with a piano over a paintbrush with every single color totally. like i don't know what to do
0: totally.
1: with it <laughs> it stresses me out <laughs>
0: No, that is so. That is such an important piece too. I feel like is that you know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same, like you just said. Like we're thinking about ourselves. Like everyone develops at a different time. There are things that we don't like. There are things we like. It's the same thing with children, right? Um, so I think that that's a really, I think that's a really important piece. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, first of all, this was great. Really great information. I love this conversation, but. I want to leave it like this. So if, if, if a parent came to you, if a parent sent you a message, if a parent just came to you and said, oh, my God, I have like literally five seconds. I need you to tell me one thing that I need to know about this process of toilet training my child. What is the number one piece of advice that you would give if you could only give one oh, piece? man. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: allow your child to take the lead and trust your child Mm. and trust the process. I know that's all that's, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. And that is like, Oh, perfect. That is literally, I mean, that's everything that we talk about just in general with childhood. And, and it's no different for, you know, this, um, this process for them as well.
1: Yeah. Honoring, Um, honoring the child.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, no, that's perfect. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. Why don't you let everybody know um, where they can find you, where they can connect with you?
1: Um, I was thinking about this. And I, I mean, so my social media isn't like super geared on, but always happy to talk about child development. Um, I really need to like <laughs> switch it a little bit. But um, <laughs> my, uh, so, my Instagram is Stinka27SLO. A nickname, but um,
0: that's so funny. I've been wanting to ask you, like, where that where that oh, comes man.
1: from. I okay, so Christina obviously is my name. Tina was never something that I could get on board with, and so yeah, I I don't I, college really. I feel like all my college friends are gonna. But stinka, I don't smell. I shower regularly, but stinka <laughs> stinka was it was just part of it, and it's just something that I never could get away with. I, I also had a kid. In my two-year-old room, that no matter how many times I would say Christina, he would call me Cantina, and so I have a lot of coworkers that ah. call me Cantina. No, so
0: that's awesome. Um, I love it.
1: But uh, yeah, and then um, Christina Stewart at Patagonia.com. Um, I have a lot of resources about potty readiness and learning, and a whole slide and a story that is a learning like a when I'm in the bathroom first, I like little, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. it's super great to be in the bathroom with helping, you know, it just helps with the process. It gives a visual, a, a cue of what's awesome. next. So happy to share all of that information.
0: I love that. That's great. And I'll put all that information into the description of this podcast episode. Um, But again, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Honoring Childhood, the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you're not, you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And we'll see you next time. Honoring Childhood, the podcast is produced and edited by Samuel Broden, owned and operated by Honoring Childhood, part of the Broden brand.